everyone, and welcome to the Fly Podcast. I'm Sam Hoff. I'm here today with Luke Wallen and Wyatt Reese, and today we'll be talking about hope, but first we got a little icebreaker. Yeah, so we're going to do something new this week, or not this week, this podcast, and uh, <laughs> we have an icebreaker, and I think it's going to be pretty fun. So our icebreaker today is, if you were going to organize a big concert, you could pick five bands to play at this concert. What would those five bands be, and what would the order be? Very key. It's a good so, question. I'll just start us out here. Um, so my first band, we're going to start with a banger. We got Whitney Houston. Wow. Okay. Bring her back from the dead, and she's coming. She's going to start us off here. Give us some pipes. Next, <laughs> next we got, I think we're going to go Need to Breathe next. Mm. Um, get some quality music. And next after that, we're going to bring in the Christian rap. We got Lecrae. <laughs> The top Christian rapper in the world. Um, he'll hype up the audience pretty good. Yeah. And then we got Hillsong United. We got some good worship tunes in there. Uh, you know, get some get some spiritual vibes going. To match the rap vibes. Yes. <laughs> and then we're going to end it off with uh, my favorite band. We got Mumford & Sons. Um, mm. Best for last. It's a great lineup. Uh, I'm going to have to start it off with Need to Breathe. Luke had them too. That's maybe my favorite band of all time. Uh, yeah, they got great music. Then John Mark McMillan, probably my favorite worship leader. I love his worship music. He does say Sloppy Wet Kiss in his How He Loves, so I don't know. It's kind of kind of iffy. I don't know. Uh, oh, <laughs> gross. Uh, we played that for uh, uh, worship one time. Yeah. That came up, and I just <laughs> I just started laughing in the middle of the service. Then then we're gonna go to maybe my favorite rapper, Chance the Rapper. That one's a little bit that transitions a little iffy from John Mark McMillan to Chance the Rapper, but it'll be good. Then we got King's Kaleidoscope, another great band. I love King's Kaleidoscope. And then just like Luke, we're gonna finish it off with Mumford and Sons. <laughs> yes, sir. Sounds like a like a like a multiple course meal. Yeah. I'm gonna start it off with a little bit of you know. <laughs> yeah, five different forks. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Okay. I'm gonna have to go. I'm more of like, I don't know, I kinda like the more Christian, like rock, almost country vibe. So I'm gonna start it off um, with David Crowder. He's one of my all-time favorites. Um and then um, this one kind of, uh, this one's just a generic worship um, sort of band, Hillsong, of course. Um, and then uh, Micah Tyler, he's got some really good music that I've come to like recently. Um, the Need to Breathe, um, again, one of my favorites. And then Zach Williams to bring down the house. Congrats <laughs> to Need to Breathe to make all of our lists. <laughs> wow. The unanimous favorite band from us, I guess. Okay, so that leads us to our topic today as we are done with our icebreaker. So we're talking about hope today, and obviously when we were starting this podcast or when we were planning for this episode, we were like, well, what is hope? And all three of us were kind of struggling to just define hope without, like, using the word hope because, like, it's just it's just kind of hard. And then I remembered one of my dad's sermons. He's a he's a pastor, and he, he said hope is is future faith is what he called I don't know if that's his his phrase or if he got that somewhere, but... You call it future faith, and that's really just the perfect way of describing it. Because you're, when you're hoping in in Jesus, you're putting your hope in Jesus. You're you're putting that faith in the future that He's gonna come back. He's gonna, he he's gonna save us and bring us all to heaven. And so, it's just really the best way to do it. Yeah, or best way to describe it. Yeah, I agree. I like that uh, definition of hope. Mm-hmm. I think, um, uh, in, with when it comes to faith, I think faith really brings a lot of hope, and that's why actually I think. In our town, I've seen like a small like Christian revival happening, and where I've seen all these people that I didn't really know like had a faith or were active in their faith. I've seen them really just come to Christ and come to their faith, and that's just all been this time of 
the mm-hmm. pandemic. And I think yeah. that's, I mean, one of the very few positives of the <laughs> COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt, I feel like it's definitely, it's almost definitely inspirational to see, you know, obviously we look at our current situation and we're like, ah, oh, it sucks. <laughs> like, I can't do this. I can't do that. But I mean, it's, it's, it's hard at first, but once you think about the amount of new things that like Christ can do in your life, like whether or not, you know, you need more time by yourself or, you know, you get to spend more time with family and you get to see God work through them. It's definitely hopeful to see that, you know, um, God doesn't stop working, you know, and he works in new ways, mm-hmm. even when we don't think he can. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I guess that kind of brings us into our um, next bit, uh, some verses that have meant a lot to us um, as we were going through this time where things um, and our hope looks a little bit different in the situation that we're in. Well, it looks the same, but our situation is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one one um, little story, a couple of verses that has meant a lot to me was um, from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, um, verses 1 through 5. Um, and I'm going to read it for you. So, For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to be put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, (laughs) we may be found naked. Oh my gosh, Luke. Um, For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, and not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. And so one thing that I really took from this as soon as I, I read it was, um, I mean, there's just so much to look forward to. And I feel like I get in, into a rut sometimes of where I am so like pessimistic about the things around me, like, oh, I'm going to do this and then I have to do that. Like, I don't get to, you know, maybe go hang out with friends or do something like that. And that kind of becomes that, I guess, I don't know, becomes my disappointment when there is a lot to focus on around me where you know, I can see God working. And a lot of times it's not until I'm through that moment where I can see it, but there's always so much for us to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just some verses that have brought me hope um, for the past several years, actually. This verse has been my favorite Bible verse for basically my whole life. And it started up because I just like Eagles, but, um, and that verse is Isaiah 40 and we're just going to go 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who hope for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Um, and I think that just, as it describes in the verse, um, that like when you hope in the Lord, like just new things um, come to your life. And um, like through this pandemic, I think uh, like it always seems like, oh, there's nothing to do. Like I'm so bored. I'm just sitting at home. I've beat all my video games. I've <laughs> finished seven Netflix series. But something that's never done is God's love for you and his, the everlasting hope that you can have in him and his, um, his coming back. And I think that's just super important and just super just vital to cling to during these times of just loneliness and just despair during this pandemic. Yeah, totally. And the word that stuck out to me from that, from that passage was everlasting God. That's just like future faith right there. 
that's the future. He's going to be there forever in the future. He was always with you in the past, and that that's just, for some reason, that word stick out, stuck out to me today. Uh, my verse, like, like Wyatt's, is from 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When I read that verse, like just right now, even it was so it was so comforting. Like I just felt a warmth inside of how my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness. That I feel like we our weaknesses have been pointed out more in this quarantine than our strengths have, and it it feels it can be very uh, unencouraging or just dis- discouraging. That's the word. Um, it can be very discouraging. There you go. <laughs> unencouraging. <laughs> it can be very discouraging. I guess I have a English weakness, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's just so encouraging that my grace is sufficient for you, and His power is made perfect in my weakness. That when this is all over, He's gonna use me for I don't know something that's been very a weakness that I've really seen in me through this quarantine is a lack of motivation. I think that's pretty common for school. Also, a lack of commitment to reading my Bible, but like that's a weakness and. The and his power is made perfect in my weakness, and I should boast in that. And also, I'm a very I'm a very prideful person, and I I'm prideful in things I shouldn't be prideful of. But this is like Jesus giving you a right to to boast. <laughs> Therefore, I'll boast all more gladly of my weakness. Though it's it's very counterintuitive, so that's just a really really encouraging verse for me. And it was really 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 real to me last year. I talked about this on the last podcast when beginning of sophomore year. I'm a junior now when I was asked to be the leader of Bible club in my school and I thought I was unprepared. I, I didn't think I was qualified for it, but there's that good quote that I heard that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So he, 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 it's made perfect in my weakness. I, in my weakness of public speaking, he, he used me for that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Yeah. I remember, um, I think it was maybe two years ago during the summer, um, our pastor, one of our pastors here, Pastor Scott, um, he gave a sermon. I remember the title because uh, it just stuck out to me. It didn't really ring off the tongue, but it was quick. Don't get ready. <laughs> yep. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And it was all about how um, we strive a lot as human beings and we, I don't know, we fight so hard to to get ourselves place or get ourselves places. And um, his sermon was just about how, I don't know how much rest we can find when we give that up and realize that it's God's plan, not ours. And it's, you know, his will to, you know, bring us where we're going, not, you know, ours. We're not going to make ourselves um, what we want to be. And we certainly can't make um, make ourselves what he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. So it's all about it's helping can, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that now too. Now yeah. Too. <laughs> and I think also when we look at hope, there's so many like different places that we put our hope in. And sometimes some of those places are just not the right where you should be putting your hope in. Mm-hmm. And I think that in this pandemic, like hope needs to be put in Christ because nothing else in this world will stay, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm sure like five years ago, I know I would have never thought that I could, um, that I wouldn't be able to go into a store without a mask on. <laughs> like our world has been flipped upside down. Like this, it's just so different for us. And I think like, it's just important like that, like, like God stays the same even when everything else doesn't. Mm-hmm. And we can like keep our hope in that and keep our hope in the fact that, that he will just stay the same and um, yeah. love you through it all. 
um, something that I've struggled with um, putting my hope in, I guess, would be like, this sounds weird, but I think sometimes I even put my hope too much in my friends. Um, like, I love my friends so much. Um, Thanks. But yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think sometimes I just like, I rely too much on them to bring me joy. And like, I forget that like, the true bringer of joy is, is Christ. Um, the true, um, the true hope and true joy comes from him. And sometimes I just get too reliant on things of this world. Um, and just forget that like, that's not where my hope should be. My hope should be fully in Christ. And that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you do it, yeah, I think you just feel that, um, that relief and that, uh, that comfort for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, uh, like talking about how Luke was saying, how we could put our hope in other stuff instead of, instead of Jesus, for me, it would be sports. I love sports. Sports is my biggest, I guess, hobby. It's my favorite. I love playing sports, playing sports and watching my sports are probably my two favorite things I can do. And I, I put my faith, I put my hope in the Vikings, which is just like, it's just silly. Like it's, what, it's false it never right works. It, it never works. But every, every season at the beginning of the NFL season, I, I'm like, this is our year. This is our year. And then two weeks in, I'm already like, we're tanking. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely, or I try to get too much joy from that. From, And I notice it really does affect my day. And even more, it's even worse on Sunday because like a Sunday should be a very joyful day. But like, I'll like my mood is so heavily dependent on how the Vikings do, which is not a good thing. And playing sports too, I I definitely put a lot of hope in that. And it's all that's hard for me too is not playing many sports during this quarantine. But I can definitely get in the way of me reading my Bible or yeah. So I definitely struggle with putting my hope in sports over Jesus. Uh yeah, for me, it's got to be school for me. I have been for the longest time. I have just been the most um, adamant perfectionist you could possibly find like everything I'd be so like critical of myself and I would you know oh man I could have done that better and that would have caused this and then you know and <laughs> I did that so much that um, I get really stressed out about a lot of things and um, school was definitely a big one and basically it just it it, it just ate up all this time I spent you know worrying about oh I gotta get this done I gotta get this done like and you know doing all this on my own strength you know mm -hmm. and you know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get good grades I'm gonna get you know um this good uh test score and uh, I'm gonna have a free weekend I'm gonna do all this and you know maybe after that there'll be time for God and I don't do that consciously but I think that just happens as you know an area of my life that I don't see that hope as clearly or as clear as um, as I do when you know Sam at youth group when I don't have to worry about those things and when I'm just in that environment. But I can't forget that I have the same God in both environment and any environment, and that no matter where I go, no matter what I have to do, no matter what my circumstance is, God's still gonna He's still gonna be there and He's still gonna you know be available to me and be visible to me. Um, even if you know my human self doesn't see it. Okay, now we have a new segment that we are super excited for, and we would like to call it the DDQ, the delightful Dietrich quote. As you guys know, we had a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer in our last episode, and 
The boys loved the name. I know Wyatt was kind of obsessed with the name. So we're like, we got to bring this back. And he just has great insight. So our date... Our it's not just because of the name. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mainly because of the insight. But like, also, how can you not bring in a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer? But our quote for this episode is, The essence of optimism is that it takes no account of the present, but is a source of inspiration, of vitality, and hope where others have resigned. It enables a it enables a man to hold his head high, to claim the future for himself, and not to abandon abandon it to his enemy. So this is literally just future future faith. It literally says to claim the future for himself and not abandon it to the enemy. And that's just that part is really strong. Not abandoning it to the enemy, where where we just don't give it to the devil and we 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 keep it with Jesus. We we give it to him. And also, I'm a very optimistic guy. If you guys know the Enneagram, I'm a seven. I, I I mean I guess not all sevens are optimistic, but I'm I'm very optimistic, upbeat, happy, happy guy. But I definitely have struggled in this time, where it's just like a, it's really just a really hard time period is of COVID. There's not a lot of not a lot of places we find we can find our happiness where we normally would look to find them. But we really got to go. We really got to go to Jesus and have that hope that He is coming back. There's going to be an end to this quarantine. There's going to be and end to the struggle that we're in, and we can't abandon that to the enemy. So that's just a really good and delightful quote from Dietrich. Very yeah. delightful. Yeah, I just noticed, um, I liked how you said, um, we can't, and this time we can't find happiness where we normally would find it. Yeah. And, I don't know, I just, I kind of felt convicted. <laughs> and so I was like, that's so true. But I can still find, I can still find Jesus in this time, so where is my, where is my hope, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we have so much time for Jesus too, and we still still lack. Yep. Yeah. You're like, I have nothing to do. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> and then we say we don't have time, but we have so much time. <laughs> yeah. And I think like there's so many things about Jesus that can bring us hope, right? Um, like all these different just things that he does and promises that he makes. And um when I think about that, I actually think about it was I was was I was listening to uh Sam's dad actually talked about, I think it was Ephesians, and he said this prayer, and I wrote it down. And if I get this wrong, I'm sorry, Nathan, but (laughs) I think it was, Lord, like, I pray for my past that you forgive me, for my present that you keep me, and for the future to lead me. It might totally just be off, but (laughs) I just remember that prayer. I liked it. And uh, I just think, like, it's so important to remember, like, like God is eternal. He's seen everything. He's been mm-hmm. with you the entire time. And just especially that future part, um, that like he will be there in the future and he's with you now. Um, and it's just so, so important to remember that and like that aspect of Jesus um, that he will come back again too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that as Christians, we don't even think about that much. Like Jesus could literally just come back tomorrow. Yeah. And we already have plans for tomorrow. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I'm I'm sleeping in. Oh, without I, a doubt. <laughs> um but like he could come back tomorrow and I feel like we're we just don't really put our hope in that and we we put our hope in uh just other things that we shouldn't be putting our hope in but but yeah, we just always have to remember like Jesus is coming back and mm-hmm. that's a promise and um, God keeps his promises and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, he really, you know, he really. These events in our lives that I think we consider as bad, 
I really think that they're – I always say that God beats Satan at his own game because no matter what happens to us, like we lose a loved one, we are stuck at home in quarantine, like there's a way that God's going to use to work through that and make us stronger Christians than we were before. And um, I don't know. I think a big part of hope is trusting that God's going to do that. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. My dad has been saying in a lot of sermons, he's saying his, one of his biggest prayers right now is Lord Jesus, help me not to get out of this quarantine and not have learned anything. Cause there's like, like there's so much we can learn from this in this whole stuff. Like, like why I was saying. So that's a really good prayer. Also, thanks to my dad for like, supporting this entire podcast because we've, we've talked about him a lot in this podcast straight up man <laughs> shout out to nathan <laughs> oh, yes, sir. when you listen to this thank you yeah so another thing with uh just hope um that's really important especially with you know, this pandemic obviously is like how i think we've kind of hit this a little bit but like how can like this um this idea of hope and our hope in christ and our faith how does that fit into the landscape of Corona and everything that um, it's like turned this world into and what it's done? Um, how does that, how does that fit in? Well, I mean, if you think about back all the way back to when the first like Corona was just hitting, it was actually funny because Luke was actually in California on spring break when like his sister got the call that their college was not going to happen anymore. But like, if you think about it, when that was in March or something, we were like, man, I hope this is all good by like, april and we were like i hope i hope this is all good soon and then we're like every birthday that kept happening in our household it would be like man i hope the next birthday isn't in quarantine and then they're like wow what if my mom's birthday is in quarantine and her birthday's in october so it already passed and now we're now we're in december we have no clue when this is going to end but if you look in the history of everything stuff comes to an end the bubonic plague ended the this i mean maybe there were some remains of it but like it, it ended every everything bad it, I mean, not everything bad, but stuff comes to an end, and this is this is gonna have this is gonna end, and we have to have that hope in Jesus that it's we're gonna get there, and we're gonna learn from it. We're gonna we're gonna come out better than we were before, and come out stronger. So yeah, I mean, hope is what's gonna carry us through this, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, it's gonna carry us through. I mean, of course, you keep hearing people say, oh, "I can't wait to get back to normal." Like, I mean, according to God, normal's not where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. Like this idea that I'm chasing that, you know, I'm fighting so hard to get to that obviously isn't even the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Jeremiah 29, 11, one of the most, yeah. it's got hope right in it. Like he has good plans for us to give us a future, to give us a hope. And, um, you know, no masks. That's not part of it right now. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think like, um, another thing is like, even though we're, like, we're, you know, it's COVID right now, we should still have like our hope in Christ, like once we get back to normal. And obviously like something that like this pandemic has pointed out is like that our normal maybe shouldn't be our normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that should maybe change. And, uh, it's kind of pointed out to me that like, I do not, I do not focus on God enough. I don't, um. I don't put my hope in him enough, uh, nearly enough. Uh, and that like, when I think of going back to normal, I want to think of it in a different way now. Mm-hmm. 
a new normal, maybe something like that, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I hope fits right into uh, this landscape of, um, you know, the entire world right now and everyone needs it. Uh, I mean, that's all you can have right now, right? Everyone right. gives, everyone keeps giving like um, these dates of like when stuff should happen, <laughs> but yeah, you when, can't, you can't listen can to have those. half apps again. They're just, they're just <laughs> not right. Uh, uh, so yeah, you really just have to look to, to God and just know like he will, he will carry you through it and uh, you will um, get out the other side and you'll be fine. And he uses these dark times to grow, to grow people. And um, he's with you even through the darkest valleys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of another, one of my favorite Pastor Scott quotes yes. is um, God, in fact, works in ways that are the opposite of this world. And that, I don't know. I've never forgotten that because you know, when you go through tough things, you can have comfort in that. You can have hope in that. But also, I guess, I think even as Christians, Christians are not, we can try and predict, you know, what's what's in store for us, what's next for us. And I guess as Christians, um, we try to, you know, think how God's going to work. God's going to do this. God's going to do this. And um, God is God and we are not. <laughs> we are not God. We can never understand why, like, things will come in uh, to our lives as they do. But like like we said before, it's therefore our good. Like, they will grow us as people yeah for sure mm-hmm. uh, just one more vo- one more uh, verse, no. verse. <laughs> verse that i just uh, remembered um it's psalm 23 and i'm just going to read a little bit uh starting at verse 4 even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me and just skipping ahead a little bit to verse 6 uh, surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever i think just like when we talk about hope that this verse is just crucial and like just remembering like though like you hope for the future and stuff mm-hmm. like god is with you in the present mm-hmm. through everything like whether it's a valley or a um, mm-hmm. mountaintop experience i don't think uh, i don't think covid's really been a mountaintop experience for anyone but yeah. if it has been for you like that's awesome but <laughs> um i just think like even though it seems like nothing in the world is good like the lord is good and mm-hmm. he will be forever. And um, I think I just find comfort in that and just like great hope mm-hmm. in um, the eternal uh, mm-hmm. eternal life for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose. I suppose. I was just going to reference one uh, story that came to my mind. Sorry that we're, we're dragging this out a little bit because we have we got a lot to say about this part. But um, I don't know. I thought about a story I was reading in the back half of Jeremiah. And Luke, I told you about this, um, how uh, basically the the leadership of of Judah, the officials, uh, they asked Jeremiah because Jeremiah, he's prominent vessel for God. He's delivered God's word that's come to pass many, many times during this time period. And they ask him, okay, can you pray to God for us and tell us where we should go? Because Babylon, which is known as a very, very evil city, was coming to to take over Jerusalem and Judah. And they so they asked Jeremiah this. And Jeremiah's like, okay, of course, I'll go pray. To, I'll go pray and I'll tell you what, what God tells me. And um, he comes back and Jeremiah goes, uh, God wants you to stay here in Jerusalem. And obviously, 
I mean, someone can look at that and say like, that's probably the last place they'd ever want to be. Like, why would they ever want to stay? And I was thinking that too. And I'm, it was very obvious that so was uh, the leadership of Jerusalem because they literally looked at Jeremiah and said, no, he didn't say that to you. He didn't say that to you. And I, I, that was just crazy to me. I mean, God did say to stay there. God did say that. And uh, Jerusalem ended up uh, fleeing to um, to Egypt. Uh, the people fled to Egypt and uh, they took Jeremiah with them. And uh, very soon after, there's a chapter that talks about how that talks about how Jeremiah was receiving the word of God, saying that he was going to destroy Egypt. <laughs> and the just the the gist of the story that I thought it was just so cool that you know God wanted them to stay. Like yes, it looked scary, it looked uncertain, and it looked impossible. But God wanted them to stay because God knew what the future held for them, and He was still going to be their God despite how many times they ran away, how many times they sinned. God was still going to deliver them if they listened. And so that was encouraging to me because I was like, well, Corona's. I should probably listen. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Like it wouldn't be what I choose, but I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. About listening. My, my fourth grade teacher used to say that she thought that God had a sense of humor because he gave us two ears and one mouth. Oh, (laughs) he wants us, he really wants us to listen. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's funny. I That's like fast. that. I like that. I would listen to my fourth grade teacher if she told me that. Yeah. But um, I think we're going to close with prayer now. And um, yeah, so I'll, I'll do that. All right. Dear God, um, Lord, we just thank you for um, exactly who you are. God, we thank you for the trust that we can put in you time and time again, that we can always um, know that you're going to be faithful to us, that you're going to bring us through the next valley, the next mountain. God, you're going to be the same person through that. And you're going to be right alongside us through all of that. I pray that you would you'd grant us your eyes and your wisdom to see where you're at, Lord, when we're all over the place, when we're so confused and caught up with everything that's going on around us that changes and shifts and is temporary. God, that you would make yourself known to us, that you would give us a give us a reality check, Lord, and just let us be still and know that you're God. And give us the strength to rely that you have our best interest at heart, better than we could ever have. God, I just pray um, for this season of coronavirus. And um, Lord, I just pray that you you'd give us a new perspective, a new outlook that's based on hope and not on the lack of it because there is no lack of it. God, you are still here. You're still with us. And God, just help us remember that always. Going into the Christmas season, Lord, help us remember exactly what that means. That because of us, Lord, that you sent your son to die for us, he came down, humbled himself, both as a baby and as a man, as he died on the cross. And God, let us just know that that proves exactly who you are. So God, I just thank you for um, this opportunity we get to, to do this podcast. And I thank you for Luke and Sam 
And I thank you for everybody that gets to hear it, Lord, and I pray that they're blessed by it. It's in your wonderful name. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you guys for tuning into the Fly Podcast for this episode. Um, I just pray that you all just put your hope in Christ and remember that um, this isn't our home and we will uh, join him. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next time, have faith, act in love, and trust in Yahweh. <laughs>